When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Looking for your next TV show or movie to binge? Well, buckle up, grab the remote, and settle into your couch for this special edition of Crossing the Streams. We're here to help you tune in and get the most out of those 50 monthly streaming channels you're currently paying for. So without any further ado, here's your host of Crossing the Streams, Jeff Dwoskin. Heyo, it is I, Jeff Dewaskin, your host of Classic Conversations and your guide through this bonus episode of Crossing the Streams. What is Crossing the Streams? It's where we answer the universal question, what should I binge watch next? I just watched something and now I gotta watch something else. Every Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, live on YouTube, myself, my co-hosts, frequent guests to the show. We come together and we talk about TV shows, movies to binge. There's over 120 hours of binge-watching suggestions on our YouTube channel. Check those out. In the meantime, you're here, so you can check these out. This bonus episode is three segments from various live shows. From live episode 93, Santa Clarita Diet. From live episode 78, Halftime. And from live episode 69, Jimmy Seville, A British Horror Story. All that goodness is coming up right now. Let's start with Santa Clarita Diet. This is one of my favorite shows. I'm leading us through this one. Here we go. Let's go to Santa Clarita Diet. This is, have you guys, anybody seen this? No, I've never even heard of it. I've never heard of it. (laughs) You've never heard of it? Okay. I've heard of it. I think my wife started it a little. Santa Clarita Diet is, it's a three season show as well. Uh, Just like C, but it does not have a great ending. It was uh, unceremoniously canceled. So normally I wouldn't suggest a show it got canceled before its time. However, I love this show so much, and I'm still devastated <laughs> that it got cut off after season three. This was during that time where Netflix was churning shows all the time, and most Netflix shows didn't make it past two or three seasons. That was just their model. It's only as of recent, like with Cobra Kai and stuff, where things have five, six seasons. If you think back, not many Netflix shows uh, had much at all. So Santa Clarita Diet was introduced in 2017. It's an American horror comedy. 
So it's created by Victor Fresco. It is on Netflix. It stars Drew Barrymore and one of my favorite people, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant, yeah. Yeah, he's great. So the idea of this series, and it's it's a simple series. I will say, if you're going to dive into it, the pilot, you just got to get through the pilot. They hit their legs episode two on. Drew Barrymore is fantastic in this. As a matter of fact, this was this show was written for her. And when she was about to actually leave kind of entertainment and was so drawn in by the scripts and this idea for the show, she changed her mind and, and took this gig. Hmm. So the idea is uh, Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant are married, their husband and wife, Joel and Sheila Hammond. They're suburbanites and they're real estate agents and they live in Santa Clarita. So in the first season, in the first episode, and this isn't giving anything away, Drew Barrymore becomes a zombie. <laughs> okay, so so she becomes a zombie. And the whole show is how this loving couple with two kids has to now make it through the relationship challenge that one of the spouses is a zombie. <laughs> The, 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 his wife is undead while till death do us part may have uh, applied here. I might have a lawsuit. Uh, that is uh, very similar to my uh, previous marriage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that is the premise. I will say that Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant as a couple, their banter, they are hilarious. It's worth it. The writing on this show is great. There's a built-in mythology into the show in terms of how she became a zombie and, and what it means and, and the Serbian nights and all this kind of, there's a whole mythology of people that are undead among us and, and people that hunt them and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. they start to uncover this and it's great. And then the next door neighbor is Skylar uh, Gizondo. You've seen him in uh, you've seen him in other stuff. Uh, he was in the Righteous Gemstones. You'd recognize him if you saw him. He's like the neighbor. And then Liv Hewson is Drew and Timothy's daughter. And then Mary Elizabeth Ellis is uh, the next door neighbor. She's the mom. There's a lot of people actually from The Grinder, which was my show that I talked about last time, which is another show that got cut off in its prime <laughs> that I absolutely <laughs> love. There's three people from that series actually in this one. There's a funny ongoing thing with Nathan Fillion. He actually is one of the very first people killed in the series that Drew Barrymore <laughs> kills to eat. And then they feel guilty after burying him because they realize they've turned him into a zombie, an undead. And so they just have his head in the basement. <laughs> and so it's just literally Nathan Fillion's head is a character in this show. And then, and then that's for season like one and two. And then they got away with Alan Tudyk taking over in season three because at this point it's so. <laughs> oh, Alan Tudyk took over. Yeah, but it's <laughs> that's so, so funny. <laughs> it's so it, right the uh, Firefly. Yeah, all, all the Firefly stuff, but because his face is so you know decrepit at that point, <laughs> you know that you know it, they got away with it. They got away with it. But of course, I mean, you're suspending your disbelief anyway at this point. <laughs> It's so great. I will say the interesting thing about this, because this is the time I'm watching The Walking Dead at that time, the killing scenes in Santa Clarita Diet. Get get it, by the way, Santa Clarita Diet. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> Clever, right? The killing scenes in this put anything you've seen in The Walking Dead to shame. Mm, to wow. shame. When I tell, because like we, I would watch this with my wife and she literally could not watch the scenes where Drew Barrymore would kill someone to eat them or they would have to kill. They are that violent. That by, which is weird because it's it's a comedy, right? That aside, I didn't mind it, but that aside, uh, it was interesting. So, so um, how how long are these episodes, Jeff? They're just, I think they're just thirty minute episodes. There's okay. only thirty, right? It was like ten a season, and then that was the whole thing. It was interesting, like it did. It ended on a cliffhanger, so it doesn't seem like they intended it to end, and it ended, mm-hmm. and. You know, it trended and people were like, you know, the fans of the show made a a, a thing about it, but you never mm-hmm. saw the stars talking about it. You know, yeah. I never, you never really saw anyone kind of, you know, who's in it complaining about it. And I'm telling you, it was great. It was like, you'd hmm. think if like, this was something like Drew Barrymore was amazing. Timothy Oliphant was incredible. Like everybody was in this, uh, Ethan Supley and I Alice, um, uh, you know, I mean like Andy Richter. I mean, there's just so many great side characters to this as well. And it was just so thoroughly enjoyed. I like it's one of those shows that maybe I'll, I'll review one day as well. Another one that I love that got canceled and they never gave it its due was Last Man on Earth, Will Forte show. Love that oh, yeah. show. You know, this one, though, you know, is disappointing. I, I caught on late, you know, like maybe season two. And then, you know, and here's the interesting thing. The interesting thing is like the first year with the, the, the critics, it got like a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. I think, but then it got 89% in the second season and a hundred percent in the third season. And then they canceled it. Wow. You know, so, I mean, it's by the time it was in the third season, I'm telling you, they, after the first episode, I mean, they knew these characters and the banter and everything was amazing. But by the third season, I mean, it was just, there were certain scenes that were just so hilarious. I mean, it was just, it was so great. I, so for that reason, I am suggesting you go watch it, even though it does end and you, you're going to wish there were more. It was great enough that uh, it's worth investing the time if you're looking for some, some good entertainment, especially if you like Drew Barrymore and especially if you love, which I do, Timothy uh, Oliphant. Hmm. I was just Googling, uh, why did they cancel this show? And they seem to be attributing it to Netflix's, uh, what they call cost plus budget model, where they pay for the show's production up front, but then there's a premium of 30% uh, on top of it. And then each renewal, it gets bigger. So basically the show gets much, much more expensive by the time the third season rolls around. So maybe that's a different kind of contract than they have with other types of shows that, that they developed. I think early on yeah because I think you saw a lot of the there's no old Netflix shows that I think were many 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 seasons yeah that's like a new thing so alright so check that out everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, from live episode 93, Santa Clarita Diet, one of my favorite shows. Still 
hurts my heart to think we never got a season four, but you should definitely check that out. Up next, Sal D'Amelio is taking us through Jennifer Lopez's halftime. Take it away, Sal. Let's talk about halftime. I want to know about this. I watched this because it's one of the recommendations on Netflix. This is uh, now it's not necessarily a documentary about her life, which kind of bummed me out a little bit. They did go a little bit back to when she was a child and how she got started and stuff. But it wasn't about that. It was about her halftime show at the Super Bowl in 2020, I, I believe. Yeah. And a lot of it takes place with her getting ready for the halftime show. And then they'll kind of go back and talk about things throughout her life. None, nothing about her relationships or nothing like that, which is kind of good. But the whole premise of the documentary is to record everything leading up to this monumental halftime show, fill in big shoes of all the people that have performed at halftime. It's literally the biggest event anybody can perform on. 150 million people are watching that. And it also doc, the documentary also shows a lot about uh, her performance in the movie hustlers i didn't see that did you guys see good that? movie yes better I than it should be it, so. okay it's a good so, movie i don't well, know when i watched they, it they document a lot about her making of that because she was an executive producer on that uh it was a uh, a big movie for a latino to be a star of something that was so controversial kind of subject so anyway uh they show a lot about that and uh, her relationship with Shakira going into the halftime show, they kind of, this is another thing that, and I forgot, I'm not going to name the publication. I don't know if it was Variety or one of these entertainment portals that we get our entertainment news on, but they kind of made it seem like she was um, shading Shakira or talking bad about her. That's what I read before I watched this. This was one of the reasons I wanted to do this documentary. I didn't see that at all. She, the only thing she never said nothing bad about Shakira. She was, she, the only thing she said was that I think it's a stupid idea to have two headliners on mm-hmm. the halftime show and not make the time more. When it's a solo performer, they get 12 to 14 minutes. They gave Jennifer Lopez and Shakira 14 minutes. So Jennifer Lopez is bitching in the movie and she does it like five, six times. She, she kind of just throws it in. Because they show a lot of her preparation with the dancers and all that. And one of the things you hear four or five different times is, well, I wish we had more than 14 minutes. I wish we had more than 14 minutes. I wish we had more than 14 minutes. It's a stupid idea for two headliners to have 14 minutes. And the whole time I'm thinking, man, you're Jennifer Lopez. Get 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're one of the biggest stars in the world. How can you not? And you're not getting paid, right? So you you're volunteering wow. your time if you say they, they don't more. they don't they don't talk anything about that. Okay. I just thought that was interesting how that was a big part of the documentary is this 14 minutes thing, and that was her bitching. So she never said anything bad about Shakira. It wasn't Shakira's huh. fault that she was one of the performers. There's a lot of that in there. There was a lot about the um, controversial because just before the performance, something about the kids in the cage. They didn't know if they wanted to show that because she has dancers on the ground of her performance that were going to be in cages. And there was um, stuff going on about that in the news. So she said that kind of ruined the moment for her and Shakira to have. Anyway, a lot of that, a lot of the making of it. And then at the end, they show a lot of the halftime show, which I think I was over at Bob's for the Super Bowl. I don't even know if we watched it. I think I went out to get more wine or something. Bro. <laughs> Probably. What, that's a shocker. I, I didn't even watch it live, but I watched it on this documentary. You know, it's good. Two great performers like that. 
great dancers. Obviously, they're hot. So it was cool. But I will say this. It's not as good as the best performance ever, which is Prince at halftime show. It just there was it'll no never, it'll never be equal. There was no politics in that performance. There was no nothing. It was just about him singing and it started raining and he's singing Purple Rain. It just that was a performance that brought yeah, the world together. Yeah. Not this. I, I get I really give it a thumbs down documentary. I didn't think it was that good. I think J Lo is an unbelievable performer, but I just didn't like the way she made this documentary about the halftime show. I just, just well, didn't do it for me. So this, let me, okay. I didn't understand uh, why it was called halftime until you just, yeah. Cause anything, any news about Jennifer Lopez, I just go scroll past. I, I don't give a shit. There's nothing about her that intrigues me in any way. At what point uh, did her publicist think that people wanted to see uh, a the documentary about like, well, who gives a shit, right? I, and that was, um, that it was what it was all about, an hour and a half, about halftime. What was that drawing? Were you mocking me, Jeffrey? I don't have my glasses. No, uh, yeah, well, it. pretty much. No, was, I mean, besides, that, was me. that was a picture. I just needed to do something on it. So I uh, okay. Besides her uh, publicitying her uh, movie or, you know, Hustlers to get people maybe to download okay. that. Besides that, it was about the making of. Now, one thing I thought there was some really cool stuff in there. She had to watch, you know, the dancers that dance behind any performer, whether it was yeah. that one or anyone. Well, she actually watched that whole performance in front of her, like in her jeans and T-shirt, because she wanted to see what was going to be behind her. So she mm-hmm. kind of knows what they're doing. I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. She had to do that many, many times. Like she had to watch them like four or five times I- to get their movements and stuff. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool to see the making of that. Yeah. The reason I asked the question, it seemed to me like she wanted to answer that. She just wanted to get this out there. Why was I sharing a co-headline spot with Shakira? That was the whole point <laughs> of this, right? I mean, what else yeah. was it? Well, I, like, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. My, my feeling, and no disrespect to Jennifer Lopez. I, I think she's very talented. I There's some movies she's been in that I've enjoyed a lot. I think she's really, really good. I don't yeah. think she's halftime good. Like, I don't even know. I agree with you. Considered for that. If anything, the reason they got oh, the only time they got Shakira is actually a hundred times better. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially is it right. I'm not not JLo has fine music and I've enjoyed. She's just mean, a bigger star. Than Shakira Bowl, you don't need to hear actress. Jenny from the block. You know, she's what a mean? great it's actress. Like, I'll give her that. I, I have a, what's the one uh, with George Clooney. Love that movie. Odyssey. And, that was the Elmore Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, do, right? they, do, they do gloss over that a little bit. Some of her movies, uh, that was one of them. They obviously, they show her success in Selena, which kind of made her. That they was her big hit that. breakout. Oh, that's yeah. right. Wow. That they seemed did. like a yeah. million years ago. Yeah, she's, yeah, good. They, she's good, but a lot of people are good. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't see her as, uh, I thought she was, I enjoyed that halftime show and I thought she was good because she's an amazing dancer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't need 20 minutes of, Je- of Jennifer Lopez in the middle of a Super Bowl game. I, I just don't. I, I don't. I, I guess I'm like, I, it was good. Why? What are we complaining about here? You know, what I mean, yeah. it's like. I mean, first of all, first and of the all, reason they one. don't get paid, I think, is because the next day, basically, on iTunes, they make freaking millions of dollars because whoever performs, it's unbelievable. First, first of all, let's be truthful and say that Jeff doesn't need a 20 minute J Lo performance in the middle of Super Bowl commercials, which is clearly more important to him than the game. That's, that's I'm with one. you, Jeff. 
I'm with you. Howard, I'm I'm with Jeff on that. How dare the two of you denigrate the great (laughs) up with people for the best (laughs) Super Bowl halftime show? Oh, you know what? If one of these days they're going to dust that shit off and they're going to put it out there and it's going to be the ironic Super Bowl. I love it. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Carmen's the biggest biggest Prince fan in the world. I mean, I agree. That performance. Somebody, was awesome. uh, one of the greatest quotes I ever heard. Somebody asked uh, Eric Clapton, about, I don't know, maybe ten years ago. They said, "What does it feel like to be the greatest guitar player in the world?" He said, "I don't know. Ask Prince." Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen? Though I think it was a tribute for it was a. I don't remember who where where they did. It might have been the Rock and Roll It's Hall George Harrison. Game. It's my my gen. My, well, what George Harrison wasn't there. He had died. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they while my they, guitar gently while my weaves. Guitar yeah. gently weaves. Oh, it was so Tom good. Petty, Jeff Lynne. At the end, yeah. Prince comes out. And, yeah, and yeah. everybody just kind of goes back and like, okay, it was, the it's man one of the most. If you don't, it's if you haven't seen that or heard that, <laughs> yeah, dude, go Google yeah. that right after. It gives you goosebumps, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's one of the most incredible renditions of that of any song ever. I didn't see the uh, documentary, Sally, but the one comment that I heard lifted from the documentary was how she was stunned that she wasn't nominated for an Oscar for Hustler. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, I think she Which got is, nominated for a Golden Globe, but not, uh, not an Oscar. So. And she puts that in the documentary. I'm stunned. Just yeah, yeah, that humility. Was yeah, there was yeah, like you know. Hustlers was an entertaining enough movie. But it's it was. Not, I liked it. Mm. Well, I think yeah, the, it's entertaining. It's not a rewatchable go back. No, to, and, yeah, and she fantastic. was good in it. I get. I'll give her that. But I think there's was, a theme here. Arises uh, perhaps a lack of self awareness. Like yeah, she's there you good. Go, there you go. Like yeah, she's really sure. good. She's. I would put her <laughs> in the top third of of whoever. Well, I go my. I go my ego. She's All been right. in over 40 <laughs> movies and her movies have made three. She's great. I'm not knocking her. I enjoy wow. her. I enjoy her a lot. Well, I, mean, I think we all enjoy her. I don't think that's. Yeah. I just think we think that she thinks she's Beyonce and Beyonce's like sitting at home going, no. Nah. Bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, a 60 year old white man saying, bitch, please. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and community safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right. Thank you, Sal. Up next, from live episode 69, Bob Phillips is taking us through the horrific world of Jimmy Seville and Jimmy Seville, a British horror story. Take it away, Bob. Let's go to oh, Jimmy God. Seville. We got to end with this? Oh, yeah, we're going to end Jesus. with Jimmy Seville. I feel bad about this. This has been a rollicking show. Don't you agree, guys? Rollicking. It's been rollicking. It it's just been, moved. Yeah. We've had a, a lot of good it's been a good. It's been a good show, yeah. Good yeah, show. good interesting conversation, good mood. Hey, I'm going to do an abbreviated Jimmy Savile, a British horror story documentary review. It's a two-parter. It's about three hours. 
Uh, I'm going to tell you openly and honestly, I got through about two and a half and I said, fuck it. I can't stand <laughs> watching this anymore. I just can't. I know, I know the story. I know because I followed the Jimmy Savile story before this documentary. This guy, I'll just do a very abbreviated encapsulated version. This guy was the world's worst pedophile for 40 years, hiding literally in plain sight in England. There were something like 450 cases, 450 cases raised against him at his death. Mm. And you can probably multiply that by 10, okay? The number of not just children, but also adults, handicapped people, and it was, I, I, you know, just the depravity of this guy is boundless. There was also a word that he was a, uh, what's the word for uh, a guy who has sex with dead people? I don't know what that, I don't even know what that is. Ron, <laughs> Ron knows it. Necrophiliac, yes. Uh, so name the disgusting sex crime, and this dude had done it multiple times. Talk about hiding in plain sight. He made Michael Jackson look like an amateur. You know what I'm mm. saying? This guy, for 40 years, he was knighted, for God's sake. He, he was literally, knighted. he was knighted. He was a, the queen knighted him. He was uh, a friend of the royal family. He hung out with Prince Charles. And I don't mean in an ancillary way. He hung out with this dude. They mm. exchanged letters. They hung out. They had lunch. And Prince Charles asked him on multiple occasions how to deal with certain aspects of uh, what was going on in British society, uh, what was going on with a particular charity, and how to address you know whatever was going on. Because according to Prince Charles, Jimmy had the pulse of the people. Okay, uh, that's I don't even mean that in a funny way. I mean, of course he had the pulse. He had his hands wrapped around anyone, everyone's genitalia. The, yeah, he had the carotid artery of the people. Yeah, he started. He started as a disc jockey and became known as England's best disc jockey. He uh, hosted a Top of the Pops, which in England is a huge uh, thing. It was like American Bandstand times American Idol. That's how big Top of the Pops was. Uh, this is where every British artist got their start, and he hosted this, among other people. He managed to sidle up to everyone of any kind of influence so that he could conduct his, you know, his crimes in hospitals with on children, children that were being treated for cancer, adults that were being treated, amputees, quadriplegics. This guy, he didn't have, there was, there were no, boundaries to this guy. And so I thought, you know, I was going to give sort of a, a uh, chronology of, of him, but there's, it's pointless. If you want to watch three hours of literally the worst man that ever existed on earth, besides Vladimir Putin at the moment, or watch Robert this. Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> According to Ron. <laughs> I, you know, the thing is, uh, there, there's nothing. What, what I got out of this was, I mean, he literally groomed an entire country. He groomed the world. He told the world. And he said on multiple occasions and in multiple ways, I'm going to jail. He literally said that. He said that. He fucking said, I'm going to jail if they ever figure out what I've been up to. <laughs> and everybody laughed with him, right? He said these words. He said, you don't know what I do on my off hours. <laughs> well, Went unchecked for 40 years. They finally got him after he was dead. Okay. Mm -hmm. so Almost like he wanted to be caught. 
It's, it is. That's exactly it. He was putting out all kinds of signals. Just like the Riddler. <laughs> the Riddler, uh, literally the most boring villain in movie history. I'm, I, you know, I'm sorry about that. But this guy, you know, all you can hope for is that there is a hell and he's rotting in it. I could go on. You know, I could give you the I'll, I'll say this about the documentary. The first half, it lays out all the kinds of things that you need to know for you know for you to understand how a, an entire country could be duped by this man and and by the way i think england is something like 54 million people at the height of his popularity uh his show jimmy jim will get it done commanded 20 million viewers wow, wow. okay that's that is 40% of the entire population. That's as if the, the, in the United States that 150, 40 million people watched his show. That's unbelievable. I, I guess the only lesson I got out of this was that watch the people who are around your children and your grandchildren. Watch them with uh, a very jaundiced Hawkeye because you never know where it's coming from. N none of those people yeah. in England saw it coming. Well, wasn't this clown, uh, isn't he a big reason why we have those websites the, where you could see a pedophile close to you? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. He died, what, in 2011, I think? Right, uh, at I 84. Uh, he was 84, yeah. And, and if you look at him, by American standards, if anybody in America would, you'd say, what a fucking freak. And, and the Brits just went, oh, look, at he's great. The gnarled fucking cigar-stained teeth, the weird glasses, the, the scraggly hair. I mean, I don't know if they just became inured to it or what, but literally, the only lesson I got out of it was, uh, first of all, believe your children and your grandchildren or who, any children around you who tell you that something felt off because hmm. they're going to, they're telling well, it, seems, the it seems fame is a shield and people are just kind of. I mean, we've well, had a God. number of recent, yeah. you yeah. know, examples of this. Starting All right, well, uh, I'm depressed, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, I know, and uh, I hated to end it that way. I almost wanted to do like a, I don't know, like a bozo at, retrospective. Maybe I think that at the end, Bob, at the end, Bob, it sounded like you were enjoying it, actually. Yeah, I, yeah. That, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm i just, just hoping that the Bob's flames are jail. crawling up his ass. Yeah, never know? go outside. That's the lesson. Never <laughs> go outside. All right, Bob, thank you very much. And if you're listening and into Diving Into Nightmares, do not miss Jimmy Seville, A British Horror Story. Also on the list today, Halftime, Jennifer Lopez, and Santa Clarita Diet. Three binge-worthy options for you. Check them out. Hop on the couch. Find your cozy spot. Grab the remote. Cross your own streams. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Crossing the Streams. Visit us on YouTube for full episodes and catch us live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now turn this off and go watch some TV. And don't forget to tell your family you'll be busy for a while. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.